Hi, my name is Jackie Randall, and you're listening to Your Art Matters, the conversation series where I bring to you the people who have influenced, inspired, guided, shared, and supported me along the path that has led me to this very moment. You'll be meeting my friends, classmates, teachers, professors, members of the creative community, and beyond. I wouldn't be who I am today without knowing them, and I just wanted to share their journeys in art with you. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I've had in having them. To quote Ayn Rand and One Tree Hill's Lucas Scott, The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. On today's episode of Your Art Matters, we have Justin. Justin is someone who just recently graduated from Rowan and only met a few times, but there was a lecture that previous guest Steve hosted when Aaron Draplin was in town, and that's where we met, and then uh, Justin came to a lecture that I was speaking at a few nights later, and then the design show, Mm -hmm. and that's it, and now we're here, and if you'd like to introduce yourself... Hi, I'm Justin, a <laughs> uh, designer based in the, I guess, greater New Jersey area, big fan of food, and <laughs> all different types of games, and dancing like a fool, <laughs> and dogs, and lots of other things. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah, cool. Just to kind of dial it back, where or how was art kind of introduced to you in your life maybe at all or in a way that you knew that it's something that you wanted to do for your life? It's, it's sort of a thing that I find alike in a lot of people involved in the arts, but uh, as a child, you know, in classes and things like that, I was a lot more of a doodler than a note taker. Yeah. Um, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. You know, it it paid off a lot in my art history classes in college when I can do little quick doodles of some of the stuff we were studying, but definitely as a child I wasn't always doodling, you know, the subject matter of whatever class. A lot of teachers that were sort of cool along the way and encouraged the arts and things like that. Uh, My family was always supportive of it and having sort of a group of friends that were also interested in the same things I was, arts and games and you know we would give each other feedback there'd be times that we would just all sit around and kind of draw together uh, and then that eventually moved into more of the design field mm-hmm. um, I was always a little bit more into the technology stuff some people are a little bit more into the I guess technical or regular uh, formal arts the fine arts they are better at painting they're better with you know more tactile things where I am Definitely not a not a great painter. Was definitely better whipping around color swatches than mm-hmm. trying to mix, you know, different paints together, cadmium yeah. yellow and all these different things. So having, like, that interest, um, did you have, like, was there anyone, you know, you said you had support with your family and friends, mm-hmm. was there any, and teachers. Yeah. Like, did you have any relatives that might have done art, or... Like, what was your support, like, along the way? Or was it, just, it was just in you that you just explored things? Uh, I would say that I figured out a little bit more recently that I have a few family members here and there that had a little bit of art, I don't know, experience in their time. I have one uncle that liked to do a lot of drawing in high school and, you know, didn't know that about him until recently. 
another uncle who does some design stuff now and a lot of uh, band posters and mm-hmm. things like that, which is pretty cool. But uh, growing up through my childhood, I would really say that it was through sort of the group influence of, mm-hmm. of me and my friends, you know, drawing and bouncing ideas off each other and sort of sort of playing around. That was a big thing for me was, you know, we'd come up with our own ideas or, or play around with things that already existed. So kind of like with that, that drive and that mm-hmm. momentum, like what was the process of like deciding to go to art school and apply to college or mm-hmm. you know maybe like what your experience in high school was with art and just like knowing that you've got to go somewhere with this for sure so it definitely wasn't something that I knew right off the bat I mean I always definitely leaned more towards the arts and was you know the kid that could draw and you know was friendly with people that were kids who could draw yeah varying degrees of of success at that I I'm not as great with representation. I lean a little bit more in the expressive area. Yeah. But uh, I think it was sometime, I want to say maybe my junior year of high school, where I took my first design class Mm -hmm. and just really enjoyed what, you know, the different projects and what I was doing there. I really enjoyed seeing what my classmates were doing and then went on to take classes in design for the other two semesters of my senior year in high school and really figured out that, okay, that was my thing and sort of worked out to have that as sort of my thing in high school. I mean, I was always, throughout my entire life, the sort of a goofball, you know, funny kid, but it was also something that I knew was more technical and knew could be a job and knew that if I put the time into and got better at it this Mm -hmm. could sort of be the next natural progression yeah was there a project maybe in specific that you might remember that like a lot of projects I want to forget now (laughs) knowing the things that you know I think that any projects that I could sort of pull my own influences into Mm -hmm. I really liked a lot I did certain things for musicians I was listening to at the time, different like um, covers and promotional materials and things like that. Um, another project I liked a lot was something where we worked with type into an image of ourselves. We okay. had, you know, we made a self-portrait out of words in a way. Yeah. And everybody did a lot of different things with that. I remember having a lot of fun you know, really spending my time and, and going into that and making sure, like, things were current well and mm-hmm. things like that. Not that I really knew too much back then, so don't know if I would ever attempt that self-portrait with words again. It's now sort that of you, a, you know way too much about it. It's sort of a period piece, <laughs> yeah. you know? It's sort of like, it's, it's something I very much see as a trend of high school design projects. I have some friends now that teach, uh, one specifically that teaches design in a high school, uh-huh. and the project that she gives to those kids, I'm like, wow, I remember doing this, and I've even bounced some ideas back and forth with her on projects to give to them that can sort of help them build the same, like, foundations that yeah. I was learning at the time, or that I learned later on that I wish I sort of knew when I was starting up. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I definitely think that, like, there's kind of, like, a foundation of, like, that high school art project, Mm because some of the ones that you were saying, I'm thinking, like, I totally did those. yeah. You're doing projects that, you're doing it for the fun of them. You, I I don't, can't recall if we did any sort of, uh, I think I did a cereal box project, but I think that's the most we did. 
and the sort of client side, like, with the idea of working for someone else. Yeah. They were all projects that were working for yourself and sort of still expressing what you wanted to express, mm -hmm. um, which I thought paired really well with the art classes I was taking at the time, which were the same thing. It was yeah. just another medium to express yourself in or, you know, talk about what you wanted to talk about or take words from your favorite bands or oh, yeah. whatever like that, you yeah. know, that whole sort of thing. I definitely think the like album cover reimagination is such a fun thing to do. Yeah, and it's you know like I said, it's it's big on who you're influenced by. You're gonna care a lot more about the work and effort you're putting into it if it's something that you care about or something that's important to you. So sometimes you know it's with client work and working for someone else, you know that you have to do that, and that's where you're getting paid the big mm -hmm. bucks to do. But it's not necessarily something that you have a real emotional tie to. Yeah. Just because that might not be, you know, he might be doing work for something that is somebody else's hobby. Mm -hmm. I am not the biggest bike person or anything like that, like bicycles, but there's someone out there, there's a designer that loves, you know, bike riding and stuff like that, and whatever they... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. There's a hand in the air for anyone that... audio format. an audio format. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine that you would have so much fun working on, like, a bike branding thing. I'm sitting next to a bike. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, like, approaching, graduating high school, like, you've got to, you know, put your portfolio together, apply to art yes, schools. Like, yeah. So what was that all like for you? And did you apply to multiple schools or did you, what is... So I definitely um, didn't really know too much about the process of creating a portfolio and things like that thankful for my art teachers that were sort of there, the more fine arts area teacher, uh, Mrs. Sherman, who was there, Terry Sherman, she's great, shout out. <laughs> um, it was at a point in time where the design professor at my high school was out on maternity leave, so it was kind of in between having like one substitute for that period of time and another one came in, but they both sort of helped me put everything together. I just really tried to take what I was learning in both the fine arts and design classes put that work in I went out of my way I got a camera borrowed my mom's camera and went to our local park at like five in the morning one day and took some photos just because I didn't have any photography work yeah. and you know why not try to put something in there why not try it out so yeah it's something that I you know another thing you can offer as yeah another thing I could offer um, something that I was willing to learn more about and I was big on trying to show I don't know try to show diversity in the type of work that I could do and I think that's still something that I really try to do I wanted to try to have that come across in my portfolios I was applying to mm -hmm. different schools and in terms of schools that I applied to I don't think I was too big on going to a specific arts mm -hmm. college I don't necessarily know why it was just something that I think I'm more of a people person yeah. so I kind of wanted to be in an environment where I was working with all different types of people mm -hmm. not necessarily necessarily in a sort of art bubble. Yeah. Mostly schools in the New Jersey area. I visited a few in Pennsylvania. I don't know if I went to any New York ones or not, but yeah, most of my top schools were ones that required a portfolio review, which I think was something that was really good to get some feedback on my work from yeah. people. I wasn't really used to that that much. It was, you know, high school was a lot of projects that you're just making for yourself, and if you did them, that was good. You know, yeah. you expressed yourself. That was the goal of it, gold but star. to get some, yeah, exactly, I got the gold star and everything like that, but getting, you know, more feedback on some of the projects.
projects and some things I could have changed or some things that really stood out was uh, was really cool mm-hmm. and obviously became a huge part of collegiate art education yeah is you know critique and feedback and working on different things which I kind of felt like I went into a little blind or I wasn't too prepared for yeah um I didn't realize the lengths that others other peers of mine uh that were incoming freshmen had gone to you know taking art classes every weekend and things like that taking a whole summer course Mm -hmm. or things of that nature um my high school didn't have any AP art classes Mm -hmm. or anything like that so I was just sort of I had one point where I was repeating basically the same title course but I was you know my teacher pushed me a little bit more and had me explore watercolor and other things that I hadn't used yet so it was definitely going into a sort of new world when I got into college and uh, luckily with Rowan you do get those art classes mm-hmm. right away which was something I was looking for in schools where I could sort of be immersed in that right out of the gate because some schools don't do that you do more of the general education classes and you know gosh forbid if it wasn't <laughs> my thing you know if the art thing if I didn't want to continue with it at least I would have time to figure that out but yeah it was yeah. my thing I liked yeah. it liked it a lot so deciding on Rowan I mean you just graduated from there like now working in the real world you're kind of ending summer you're not going back to campus yeah. this fall it's it's weird to realize that I'm not going back especially too I, I definitely made friends with peers that were grades above me who have already graduated and things like that and I have plenty of peers that are still younger than me or are doing you know another year of school or even just one semester and it's weird to think that they're going back and I'm not <laughs> yeah so tell me what was your favorite part of going to Rowan going through the, the art Good program <laughs> living in West Beach basically yes. yeah sure again and it kind of weirdly enough ties back to what I was saying earlier Rowan University is a fine establishment I definitely like got my bang for my buck and yeah. got a good education but I would credit it more to the community of people there mm-hmm. at Westby, the friends I made there, the professors who would take the time, you know, would stay after hours and things like that, and would give you critique if you grabbed them and they were about to go to lunch. Mm-hmm. They would, you know, look at something for you really quick. And I think because it was sort of uh, Rome University is a school that is big on education and engineering. Those are the two biggest sections. Yeah. So having a sort of art bubble in a sense, I know it was something that I wasn't necessarily looking to go to a school that was only an art bubble, but I ended up spending a lot of my time with those people, those friends that I made in that community, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, I realized it was a lot more about the art. Everybody brought different influences into it. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't only people like me. Yeah. People coming from, you know, different backgrounds and things like that who brought influence to their art and just being able to talk to them, bounce ideas off of them, things like that, really, I would credit to where I am now and my success with design to whatever degree of success yeah. I'm at right now. Yeah. It's, it's very weird thinking about it in the sense of a past. I think next week is the week that some of those students are starting to move back in. Definitely a weird time where I, you know, for, for the past three, or four rather, years, yeah. I've, I've gotten ready and packed up my stuff and head back into you know my other life i i feel like my north jersey sort of home life is one existence of myself yeah and then i live a whole nother not a whole nother life i'm still the same person but i just it's they're two very separate worlds for me i'm like hannah montana is basically (laughs) what i'm saying so i have the miley cyrus here 
in in North Jersey, and then I turned to Hannah Montana. Even though I don't act different or anything like yeah. that, it's just it's two sort of separate worlds, and uh, it's weird that that stage of my life is over. And I had a great time with it. I don't know anybody that doesn't sort of miss it, yeah, in a sense. But I realized that you know that was crucial to developing who I am now, and I can take that life experience and move on with it. And eventually, you know, I'll be moving somewhere else, and mm-hmm. that'll be a whole different life experience. And I'll look back at the Miley Cyrus years <laughs> yeah. of like age zero to twenty, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that little. 18 to 21 time of being at Rowan was was great. Made a lot of good friends. And that's who I credit the most. Mm-hmm. It's like Your just community being... community at Westby. Yeah, being influenced by a community of people who cared about the work that they were doing mm-hmm. and cared about helping each other and giving other people feedback. While you were there at Rowan, you were a little active in the art community. Yeah. Kind of tell me about that. Yes, there's two organizations that I served on the executive board of. One of them, I was the president this past year. That's an organization called the Gallery Publication. Mm -hmm. And that's an annual publication that's made by students of student work from each of our 10 different disciplines in the Westby Rowan University Art Program. And that was, it was an interesting experience. It was a lot of responsibility to take on in a sense. I'm someone who sort of more falls into leader positions sometimes. Like, I'm definitely not the person when, you know, gym class dodgeball comes up that I want to be a team captain right away. Yeah. No, no, no. No. (laughs) Like, I'm fine getting picked whenever. I'll be over here. But it's something that that organization, that publication, is something that I sort of had my eyes on mm-hmm. since I went for my portfolio review at Rowan. The, the gallery publication, our whole thing is making a physical book. Yeah. So it's cool to have something that I can say, you know, I made this. I was an art director on this project. And, and one of them, too, you know, the thing why I wanted to get involved with gallery publication is when I went to Rowan for that portfolio interview... I walked away with that previous year's gallery publication. And that's something that none of the other schools I visited has sort of given me. They gave me and they showed me what work they were doing that previous school year, which is something that I think that's what pushed me a little bit over the edge to go to Rowan University, as well as I had a really nice experience with my portfolio review. It's something that can be kind of nerve-wracking a little bit. Do you remember who you had it with? Yeah, I had it with Jan. So Jan Kenratty, current professor at Rowan University. Yeah, she was so welcoming and kind and everything, and I was walking away with something yeah. from them. That's it wasn't just like, I showed up, here's my work, alright, see ya, look out for yeah. that email, maybe. That's awesome. Yeah, she gave me that copy of that book, and then this past year, four years later, I ended up working with her as our academic advisor, mm-hmm. um, and she gave us guidance along the way to uh, make this book, but yeah. it's something that, you know, we talked to printers and got quotes ourselves and did all the design layout and picking sort of the aesthetic of it Mm -hmm. everything like that it's all students in our spare time so it was a lot I had a busy last year that's awesome like you walked away from that experience with so much experience so I have like three on my shelf I can show you (laughs) exactly
exactly. Yeah. So the one that Jackie has in her hands right now is the one that I got when I first came to oh, Rowan. Oh, that's so cool. That's the one that Jan handed me. Who's the, who's like the, Mark the Jeffrey. team? Oh, it's, okay. Who was that? Yeah, no, this is the year. I have um, no idea who. So Steph Francis. Okay. And then, um, I had class with almost everyone in here. These Susan. are all people that I've never met before who <laughs> worked on this book. And oh, really? I, you know, I don't well, think they. My, these are my people. Yeah. And you know, who is, you know, I don't know if they would think that they would have influence on that, but it's something I kept in mind that like. I think I have a layout in here. Very nice. Find it, definitely. Um, this one. I'll show you this after the interview. Yeah. So, it's something I was, you know, keeping in mind for when we were sort of creating the book for this year. It's, you know, as was kind of, we were talking about a, a while ago, the emotion that you have towards working on something. Like, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you get client work and you're like, well, I don't really know anything about golf, you know, but I still will do my research and get something that they can sort of vibe with, where this was a project where I was like, this is like sort of got me in here. here. Yeah. And I've met the people I've met now and made the friends I've made now because of, you know, this book. Yeah. So I really wanted to make it something that was something really cool that could be given out to future generations of people that will go on to then direct the book, yeah. you know, eventually. I mean, I left it in great hands with Brianna Jarzina, another mm -hmm. shout out. She, you know, did a great job at working on our team and stuff like that, and she's got it for next year. It's so, it's cool to be part of a lineage of yeah, things that were going on. Yeah, the of it, yeah. Yeah, and the book goes further back to even past being called the Gallery Public it was under the name Dekine mm -hmm. at one point. It's gone through a lot of iterations, but there's a sort of era right yeah. now that I was super glad to be a part of. Hopefully we'll go on and continue to be an awesome thing I going think forward. Like having, what's really great about everything you said is like the vision that you had for the end user because you were the end user for yeah. that. Being able to recognize like what needed to be done because, you know, design is problem solving and communication and being able to like, master that mm -hmm. and have that experience and relationship with is awesome. And, you know, I was just one member of the audience that it really goes out to serve. It's, you know, it's it's made by the students, sort of for, for the, the students. For the students, yeah. Um, so that's, you know, every, every our major minor gets a copy of the book. It's a student government association funded project, so it's free. People don't have to pay for it. Um, yeah. It gives back to the faculty that have helped teach us and things like that. We go and parade around a little bit and give it to different departments in the university to show them, hey, here's the interesting things that are going on in the art department. Yeah, like, Stop by, by the way, we're here. Yeah. yeah. So it, I kept in mind that I was one of these audience members, and I wanted to sort of make sure that I did, you know, I continued going forward with what this book gave to me and sort of got me to go to Rowan. Yeah, and you left your mark on yeah. Rowan and Westby. Yeah. Like, literally, it's a book. It's a book that hopefully, you know, it'll be on, you know, shelves, and there's a whole collection of old books that are all around. I've um, got a whole bunch in my room right now. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, maybe my sophomore year at Rowan, they even had a, a sort of showing in one of our student gallery rooms that was just different stacks of the old publications and showing, you know, different things that they did. One year it had one of those cool old viewfinders. Yes. Yes, that, that was sort that of was, a hair piece. That was the year that I entered. Rowan was that previous gallery was Wasn't the viewfinder. So I know, like it was the viewfinder. And it was like people have pushed it in different directions. There was one that it came in a box, and there was a T-shirt and buttons with it. Yes. 
but we this year had gotten to a point where we sort of, you know, wanted to make it about the publication. Not to say that those weren't about the publication, but we really focused our efforts and budget on that physical book and, you know, getting a soft touch and different treatments for the inside pages so that the colors would come out more accurate to the actual works and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that while those other explorations were awesome and, you know, that's another reason why I joined on, it sort of reached this sophistication in a sense where I feel like it's, a you know, a legitimate school publication or yeah. just a publication in general. Yeah. And I don't have... I have couple art books here and there but it's cool to be a part of one and to have made one that's awesome and now i'm like wishing i could go back in time and like work on my uh, gallery right? it's great whether you're involved or not that there is that consideration for the students while you're there mm -hmm. it just shows a lot of rowan and the art department and everything that comes out of there and you know it, it gives a great opportunity for a few students to really get down and dirty with a group project because mm -hmm. a lot of our work is solo projects yeah. it's just you you're working on what you want to pitch. Um, it's still doing work for yourself in a sense, but at the college level, you get more of the client side work where you have to do work for a nonprofit or you have to do work that's a package design that you're rebranding for a company that already exists, but mm. you still get to choose who you're doing it for. But this project got real down and dirty and like late nights and stuff working with some of my close peers who, you know, we all put a lot of, uh, yeah, I, I would say blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> I think, I think we've had an occasion of probably an exacto I think tears of just exhaustion yeah we had some late nights with it we were more people that liked that sort of style of work so now like that was your experience with the gallery but you're also involved with the Rowan Arts Collective so kind of bring me into that so the Rowan Arts Collective is sort of about bringing the arts to everyone else on campus and mm. involving everyone and having a sort of community hub that people in Westby Hall can meet at meetings were normally a Tuesday or Wednesday at like 8 o'clock so all classes were done and things like that and when I was with them on their executive board I was sort of the visual media director so I was doing a lot of the promotion stuff for a juried exhibit we do annually some images for you know social media posts and things like that and also sort of just influencing you know what kind of meetings we were doing at the time uh, what trips we were doing things of that nature yeah so how was the art collective bringing the campus Campus together or bringing art into the campus outside of West Bay? I, I would credit the first the first co sort of conception of it, uh, of the Rowan Arts Collective, just because I know that, or at least I've heard murmurs from professors and things like that, that there's been arts clubs here and there, some have come and then they eventually go and things like that. But this was started up by the students that were all a year above me. Mm -hmm. um, so I came in my freshman year and I think they were still doing some of their petitioning to be um, SGA funded okay. but they were doing a lot of campus outreach in a way they were you know do meetings outside or table at events to mm -hmm. get the word out like other SGA clubs uh, at Rowan University do they have different club fairs and things like that mm -hmm. where everybody has a table uh, there were other certain cases at one point before my time there was a whole chalk thing that people were making little tic-tac-toe oh, okay. things and yeah. people like that and uh, the president of the university
University got involved and played some tic-tac-toe yeah. at one point, which was pretty cool. And just spreading the word about things that were going on. So at Westby Hall, we always have cycling student work. We have, you know, specific shows. We also have shows at the professional gallery that the mm. university has, which now has been moved over to High Street, right. which is just a little bit outside yeah. of campus. It's in walking distance. Yeah, we saw um, High Street. Yeah, so we got the word out about that as they would as well, but we sort of forged a community around that and had people that, you know, sort of like this buddy system of, oh, are you going to this event on Thursday? Oh, are you going to that on Friday? And sort of made a little community out of the people on campus that were interested in the arts. And some of the people that even serve on the executive board now, there's a computer science major, there's an education major, there's mm -hmm. been other education majors in the past, marketing, chemical engineering, mm -hmm. um, people from all different different facets of Rowan University who have interest in the art of the modern times yeah. or, you know, things that are going on right now and just got involved and came to a meeting That's ended up leading it yeah. in, in future years. That's awesome. I wish that existed, like, when I went there. Yeah, I don't know if there was anything at the time. If there was and I'm, like, forgetting it, I'm sorry to anyone listening to this that <laughs> might have been involved, but... Regardless, even if there was, I think it's cool that there's something out there. There are people from other disciplines mm -hmm. on the board and just it just shows, you know, like how much art does have impact and influence in yep. a way that people want to get the word out. And I would credit that to being a lot of my core friend group. I wasn't as involved in the art department my freshman year. Mm -hmm. I made friends from all different majors and things like that. People I still kept in touch with and would hang out with, you know, even up to senior year and mm -hmm. beyond. But for sophomore, junior, and senior year, it was, you know, that sort of became my crew, my group of people that I would hang out with on the weekends or stuff like that or, you know, go into Philly to see what new shows were uh, during First Friday and mm -hmm. things like that. And I think it was a cool way to have that crossover with people that weren't necessarily all art majors. Yeah. Um, but people that, you know, you had at least one sort of core interest. Something in common. Yeah, something in common. And so it's very cool that to have a centralized community of people that want to do things and it and it moved from generation to generation in a sense so when I took over the gallery this past year I left the executive board of the Rowan Arts Collective but I still attended meetings and things mm -hmm. when I could I mean I, senior year is, yeah, it's is a busy time yeah. I would say for the arts and I would say for most college students you're doing professional development stuff you're getting ready to get out there so it's a busy time for a lot of people but that was definitely my my best times at Rowan were with the sort of the friends that I made through the Rowan Arts Collective. Yeah. Senior year, like, it's such a transformative time. Like, you really are getting yourself ready to leave the nest of, of comfort in a way. So, since it was fairly recent, mm -hmm. like, what was that like for you? And what was your thought process, like, approaching graduation? Yeah. Thinking about getting a job, applying for jobs, as you've now secured a job? Mm -hmm. Like, what's... The thing about that is that <laughs> I was at a point where I was kind of too busy to process that, especially towards the end. We had wrapped on the book. It had come out to print. We were all thrilled about that, but still doing some sort of getting our portfolios ready, getting ready for our senior show. It was just sort of, you know, go to class and then start working on something else and grab some food and go back to Westby and continue working on projects. So it's not something I had processed a lot. Uh, I'm also fortunate to have these good connections with people. So, you know, I don't know. I love talking to my friends that were there and I would, you know, see if anybody was still around in the building at 10 o'clock and there'd uh -huh. be people downstairs and upstairs and I'd start chit-chatting and then it's like, 
like, 1 in the morning. Yeah. And I still have to get a project, you know, I have to get the next stage of a project done by the next morning or something like that. So I factor my busy time into that sort of schmoozing and communicating. Schmoozing is uh, a word that I got (laughs) from my experience there as the king of schmoozing. Yeah. And the mayor of Lesby. And sort of some of my busy work was having those connections with people and talking to them and seeing what they were up to. Yeah. It's almost life work for me. Like, I never count those times as, like, time wasted or time busy. No, yeah. It's contributing to who you are, and that's what people will invest in when they're looking to hire someone or they're looking to work with someone. It's like, I might get really distracted and Mm -hmm. when I'm talking to you for three hours, but that could spark something in you, in your work, down the line, a connection that was made, so. For sure. That was something that the professors there had, you know, said to me on, on my way out and those last coming weeks is that that sort of pays off you know that's one of the things that they liked about me is that I was always doing that and I consider it busy in the sense that you know are you doing something right now like yeah I'm busy talking to someone or you know helping someone pull up screen print or something yeah. like that it's just uh, helping someone with their video project mm-hmm. you know doing things like that is is time I spent that was busy but that was sort of the times that I was doing what I liked to do I liked collaborating with people I liked helping people with projects I liked just even talking talking them and seeing how their work was going or how their day was going and things like that. Yeah, it's just who you are. Yeah, like for example this weekend I'm down here in South Jersey and I am going to see a bunch of people tonight that mm-hmm. were people that I met through uh, Westby Hall and the Rowan Arts Collective mm-hmm. and even some of those people that I made friends with freshman year that have, you know, come and become mutual friends with right. now these art people. So now yeah. you have That's engineers, me. yeah, different marketing people, friends with art people and it's it's weird and it's fun yeah so I don't know I feel like it's really not going to be until it kicks in that I'm not going back to school in I guess a week and it'll it'll be a slow burn that it's you know I'm just realizing that I have to gear up for this but I would say that because I was so busy I was prepared to sort of transition into a working world and that it wasn't as much of a shock it's not different yet because I'm working now at the place that I interned at Mm -hmm. it is just sort of another year in that sense definitely has geared up in terms of what I can do and the projects that I work on now because you know I'm a graduated designer yeah and instead of just an intern yeah bring me into that and the influence and impact and all that you're doing so for my sophomore to junior year summer and my junior to senior year summer I worked with a design and advertising agency called Four Elbows Mm -hmm. like the the (laughs) rings halfway on your arm um, that bend and stuff And they're based in sort of the New Jersey, New York area. So I started with them over that summer. And it was funny, too, that that happened and came true just because my dad happened to be working somewhere where my now boss's mom was moving into. And he was just talking to someone and she overheard and said, you know, my daughter does the design and advertising stuff. So emails were had back and forth. And I went and interviewed there. And, you know, that's where I'm working out of college and it's been a really good experience. I definitely encourage people within the arts and especially design to go out there and do sort of different internships. Mm -hmm. I'm big on internships that do pay their employees and things like that I think is a big thing. But definitely learning by doing Mm -hmm. is something that people should do over their summer. I I definitely miss, you know, the summers when I was a kid where there was no responsibilities besides like a math packet for school. (laughs) But you can still have that time 
time while also applying what you're learning in school yeah. into sort of this new area. You know, what what projects you do at school are totally different when you're actually doing work and developing concepts and things for real life clients. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely think that like going for an internship, I did one the summer before my senior year and it was it was unpaid and it was in Philly and I was working at Rowan like that mm-hmm. summer but those two days, you know, I overworked myself the other three days of the week with other stuff because I was like, you know, saw the value in having an internship and having that experience. So yeah. The internships and the things that you can do outside of the classroom are just as important. Whether it is going and putting yourself out there in social media, picking up freelance gigs here and there, mm-hmm. or doing a sort of internship. It's important to break out of that bubble a little bit and apply what you're learning to different aspects of life and to different audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think one really cool thing that we all kind of have access now and we can really use you know as a tool for connection and getting our word out is mm-hmm. like social media for sure just like the power of who we know who we see so how do you feel about that in terms of like getting your work out there or just being connected um, because you know we are kind of in the age that like grew with it mm-hmm. that's one thing that I forget about sometimes is that I kind of grew with that technology of social media so to me it's sort of is second nature but I realized that generations of designers previous and people that are professors now didn't do you know they weren't posting projects on Dribble and Behance mm-hmm. you know that wasn't the thing even the programs that they were using it wasn't always Adobe there was you know Quark for the publishing mm-hmm. stuff so to me it's sort of second nature in a sense I think I do more curating when it comes to what professional work I put out there yeah. on my various avenues of social media so there's definitely you know I'm probably more active on the more casual ones like mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter communicating with friends and then the more like people to people platforms yeah people to people platforms then when you get into different ones that are more portfolio sites mm-hmm. like Behance where you're putting work up Dribble where you're putting work up my own website where I'm putting my work up I really want to get projects to a spot where I feel like they're completed and presentable just because that's sort of what I learned at my time at school as well as that's the kind of work that I'm influenced by and I see on there are these yeah. projects with like beautiful mock-ups and like every piece of it is designed every piece of the presentation of how you're looking at this is is sort of designed the amount of padding between you know the paragraph describing yeah. what the project is about mm-hmm. all these different things that I get a little bit overwhelmed yeah. by is that I don't want to just put up whatever I'm working on now I want it to be at that you know, place at that place I wanted to have a lot of different information and show it in different mediums yeah and it, it's great in a way because I feel the same way like you know putting it out there it's, it's good to see what others are doing in a way that you can like kind of strive yeah. towards and not in a way that you know going after what they're doing but just knowing that this is like something that I'm capable of mm-hmm. or, and just seeing like we're you know talking about how important it is to like get out and like see work in the world and, and engage there um, and it's wonderful that now you can do that from your computer screen yeah you can see the work that's out there and even overseas there's great work being done by students great work being done by professionals that realistically I don't know that I'd take a plane flight over to Sweden to see a design show just because you know the cost of a flight over there and figuring out how to get there but it's awesome that I can see you know photos from an opening or I can see the projects that people are working on over there you know at my fingertips I can do that on my phone but I'm very much I watch what I put up there and it's something that I'm focusing on now 
now is making sure that work that I had from school that I'm really proud of is stuff that I can present in a very mm-hmm. professional way yeah. going out there. It's not just the photos that I took. They're, you know, touched up and a little bit more pristine and showing the different applications of how those projects work as a brand more than just one logo design. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of value in, like, you know, what you're seeing and presenting online. On the flip side, there's the whole element of being in person and, and going to things and seeing work and showing work. So, Definitely. I mean, we met at a lecture and I think that's like such a great tool and resource and I know that you have feelings about that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. something that I took more for granted or I didn't do as much that I probably could have. So being from North Jersey, I had always been to New York City a lot, you know, probably like an annually, probably once, once a year I would try to get over to New York City with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, in more recent years, just do trips with my friends and stuff like that. So Philly was sort of a, a different beast in a way. And then, you know, eventually I learned that it's sort of a little bit more chill and things are a little bit more relaxed and it's not as wild all the time as New York can get just crazy. So getting over there to these different things, like this Draplin lecture that he was doing there was something that was really big. Very cool to meet him, just being influenced by some of the work he's done over the years, being able to see the man that made it there yeah. and watch him present the work that he had made to be able to get even the merch stuff. Yeah. You know, he does the whole field notes thing, mm-hmm. so I hadn't ordered them online or anything, but I saw them there and I was like, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah. It's like, here's the guy who made it. Here's That's, it in my hand. That, the first field notes I purchased were literally there. It was a very cool experience and it was very good for sort of this networking thing that, you know, I had done within this little bubble of my university and my classmates, but I hadn't gone out there a little bit more and talked to, you know, too many alumni or anything or Mm -hmm. people from other schools that were doing the design stuff. So I'm definitely thankful for that. It was a great opportunity for that. Yeah. Now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're here. (laughs) So, well, that's what I really like that there was, I mean, there really was like a little Rowan bubble there. I mean, we can attribute that to, you know, Steve bringing, you know, hosting, (laughs) you know, this, but it also like speaks. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, It also speaks to just the drive of, you know, some of who we are, you know, like making the time to get to these places. And I really think that there's... It's something that I would encourage. It's something that I would definitely encourage students that are up and coming, that are, you know, maybe already in the arts in a college and don't know how to get themselves out there a little bit more because that's still in a sense of where I am. I'm always trying to get my stuff out a little bit more, but it's not always as easy as just, you don't want to inbox people on Behance and be like, hey, check out my portfolio, check yeah. out what work I do. Meeting in person is a totally different experience. Yeah, and I think that anyone going to those things, like I went to that lecture by myself, mm-hmm. but I ran into, you know, a handful of classmates and then just by connection of where we went to school, yeah. you know, all of you guys and um, definitely getting outside of your phone, kind of like going back to social media is like, there's so much you can do inside of your phone, but yes. getting out and then making those It's awesome what we can do now, but we definitely still have to do the old-fashioned networking. Talk to people. Hand out your business cards. Swap them with I have. I still have your business card. I, ha- you, I like this. You gave, me, you, you gave me your business card at, at the gallery show. I think Is that what your, people do? I don't know. I don't know, but I still have it. <laughs> and, so, like, I don't know. I just assumed. It was like, oh, people were, there were cards flying everywhere. I was like, okay, good thing I brought these. Let me dish them out. So funny. I totally put the wrong email address on my card for my senior show. Oh, And I was nice. like, but it was only only my friends and family that took it and I already had my job so I was like gotcha. it's probably a good thing that 
I um sorry to that person. Jacqueline Randall is getting emails yeah. from people in the design field, and Maybe they're just my friends. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. It's good to talk to people. It's good to talk to people about what they're doing, what you're doing, and even if they aren't in your direct medium, your circle, like getting out. You know, we're all influenced by different things and different people, and just opening your mind to the mm-hmm. possibilities. As artists, you can get, you know, a lot of this work is solo, you know, getting out and seeing other stuff like, you know, I don't think anybody should stop exploring or anything Mm, like that or stop learning, you know, always look for new, new experiences, new things you can do. And and it's not anything like, I'm, you know, no one has to leap out of a plane tomorrow. I'm certainly not. I don't know if I'll ever be skydiving (laughs) out of a plane, but it's like the little baby step things. Like if you're interested in something, go listen to a podcast about it Yeah. or, you know, research it on your own. Something that I want to learn more about is sort of 3D modeling and game design stuff, Mm -hmm. but that was only developed to a certain degree at Rowan, and now it's really kicking into high gear, but I'm out now. It's really about going on there and using these tools like the internet, like these different sites like YouTube, where people just put up their own tutorials and things that I can learn from, and I can make work through, thanks to them. Where do you find inspiration for any of your work, whether you're making something yourself or if you've ever, like, lost your, like, if you've hit a creative block or something? Like, what really, like, gets you going? I would say that I definitely, when I when I hit a block, I'm less than thrilled about it, so I like to get out of whatever situation I'm in at that point, go outside or something like that, or, you know, go grab lunch with somebody or something like that, and, and I think just exploring influence from different places is good, too, as well as sort of boiling down what the sort of creative problem is, what you're having a tough time with. Mm-hmm. I think that exploring who's the audience for whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. um, who is going to have to navigate it and figure out how to use it how would anyone approach it mm-hmm. how would someone who's an expert at whatever you're doing approach it um, and that can be used for you know web design stuff a logo you have to make sure things like that are accessible at every different size and that an old person can read on, <laughs> can understand what a logo is yeah. and it's super tiny like embroidered on a shirt or yeah. something or you or know even like a young person that just doesn't you know is yeah. in that realm like anyone yeah how do you communicate you know basketball to a kid yeah or baseball you know things like that and like the MLB logo is great for that it's a you know it's a baseball player but it's three colors yeah and everyone sort of has access to that and because everybody can understand it right away everyone knows it and making sure whatever you're working on is accessible in a sense and that it's not too sophisticated I'm definitely more in the realm of you know fun and accessible types of design stuff. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not one to do a lot of black and white photography or anything like that. No serfs only mm-hmm. rules or anything like that. I, I like playing. I like yeah. playing with different things. I like the interaction between different things. Mm-hmm. I guess that just comes from me liking talking to people and liking playing games with people. Yeah. Um, that interaction that things have, that's what I really strive for in design. So we've we've had a lot of like little advice bombs all over, you know. It's like we get a little, you know, which is good because I think that's just us, you know, designers in general. We're always here to to help. What might be a piece of advice that you could offer maybe someone going down a creative path 
entering into the world of design, re-entering, you know, maybe wanting to do something different with what they're doing? My two big things would definitely be, one, making time for other influences and things like that. Um, sometimes people get a lot of tunnel vision and can only sort of focus on, okay, I can only be doing work. I can only be doing design work. I'm only working on my portfolio stuff. And at least with me, a lot of my success is from showing that to other people or talking about it or mm -hmm. asking my friends, you know, what they are up to, what they're working on and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And that would kind of transition into my other thing is having an active dialogue with people. Support really comes from others and sometimes you can do a lot of soul searching but not necessarily get all the answers you're looking for just from yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I credit a lot of where I am today because of talking to people and hearing their perspectives on things and, you know, getting just informed by other people and hearing about their different perspectives. Yeah. Be open to things, try new things, whether it's giant leaps or a little baby step. I think food, that's my biggest thing. <laughs> Start with trying a new food. It's yeah. great uh, if you like food like me. Yeah. Try something. You know, it was funny, a few years ago, I, you know, when I was really getting more into podcasts, I was yeah. listening to one about, like, food marketing and, like, food presentation hmm. and all yeah. of it sparked a lot of stuff and, you know, I, I think that I wish people were more open-minded with art and creative things as they were with food, you know? Yeah. Like, every weekend people are going out, like, oh, which restaurant can we go to? What exactly. Food, what can we eat? Turn that into, like, what can I make? Where, what gallery can I find, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I would say, in a sense, that food is that sort of baby step. <laughs> yeah. But it's easy to check out, like, a, a food truck that's just stopped by or something like that, or going to, like, the new restaurant in town. Um, and then you can sort of work it up to, if you're about the, the arts and the creative field, that going and seeing new galleries, go see, you know, what new work someone's showing, mm -hmm. go to a lecture by a famous artist or designer yeah. or podcaster. I yeah. mean, whatever thing you're into, you're not the only person doing what you're doing. I think that everything comes from some form of influence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can't be the only 22-year-old kid that still likes video games now and got into the creative field by doodling. There's plenty of other people like me, and I like talking to those people. I love talking to people that aren't from that and hearing more about, you know, perspectives from people that don't think like me and haven't. They've lived a totally different life than me because that's something that I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. So go eat some, go eat some weird food. Go eat something different. Check out some art. Yeah, check out some art <laughs> after you go try, uh, I don't know, Ethiopian food. Yeah. Go to an Ethiopian restaurant and then check out a new art gallery if that's in your area. Yeah, hopefully. If not, try to take a trip out maybe. I don't know. Yeah, find art where you are. Yeah. So I guess before wrapping this up, I always ask, do you have any questions for me? Let's see. I don't have to think about this one. I don't know why I didn't think about this ahead of time. It's fine. I always put people on the spot and then they, yeah. they scramble. Um, I guess I would just ask for any advice that you have with going forward out of school and what uh, myself and other people like me can do to stay active within design and the creative field. Um, I think staying connected in like every single way possible. I think a lot of times people think that, you know, just because a door is closed or time has passed by that, you know, that's what it was then and it's mm -hmm. not now. But one thing I found even just with this podcast is, you know, reopening those doors is as simple as sending a text message or, you know, writing on someone's wall or finding them somehow. And I've been able to reconnect with people that I haven't seen in, in seven or four years or didn't have much time between. But mm -hmm. um, it's really that simple 
and even in a way of reaching out to people that inspire you. Um, I've become friends with people that I, you know, respect and, and honor in their profession yeah. simply by starting a conversation and not being afraid to. Mm-hmm. One thing is, you know, if there's something you want to go to and other people aren't able to, like, I don't let things hold me back. I'll go to a show by myself, whether, you know, usually yeah. a music show or art. And I think that taking that initiative and mm-hmm. going for like what you want, where you want, you know, who you want, mm-hmm. you can fail, you can fail big, but could <laughs> really get something out of that. For sure. And having that conversation and you learn and you grow, you know, from every interaction you have. So if it's, it's just like applying for jobs, you know, yeah. like you're giving them your work, you know, even if you don't get hired, you've shown your yourself to others so yeah just staying connected and uh you know we don't have a lot of time here you know i don't not to get morbid or anything but like something could happen tomorrow Mm -hmm. knock on wood Uh (laughs) (laughs) no but i definitely know what you mean i think the same way sometimes it's like you really gotta make the most of your time yeah and you know we're at a place where especially coming out of school like you think you need to be in a certain place i'm not saying like you do need to put your time in Mm -hmm. and have respect for what's been done but try to contribute something and see where your voice takes you. I think that's good. And yeah, Thanks. we'll yeah. wrap it here. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is, you know, I, I went to the Aaron Draplin thing because he's an awesome designer and a really cool dude, but I didn't know that I'd be doing this one yeah. day. So this is totally cool too. So thank yeah. you again so much for having it's me. It's who we are, who we meet, and all what we do. Thanks for listening. Bye. Take it easy. Bye. <laughs>